Good morning and it's really good to be back with you this morning and it's really good to be able to share this short time with you as we gather around God's Word. And as we read through our Bibles we see how many times, time and time again, people who despite the evidence still refuse to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We also see the evidence of the changed lives of people who not only believe that Jesus is the Son of God, but also believe in Jesus as the Son of God. The apostles, Peter and John, they were on their way to the temple to pray, and on their way they healed a lame man. And when the people saw this, they gathered round and they wanted to know what had happened. And Peter was explaining to them that it wasn't them, but it was by the power of Jesus that this man was healed. And he began to tell them the importance of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now, the authorities didn't like this. So they had them arrested. And they put them in prison. And the next day, they questioned them about who it was who gave them the right and the authority to do and say the things that they were doing and saying. Does this sound familiar? Remember what we considered yesterday as we looked at Matthew chapter 21. Come with me as I read from Acts. Now, you can read the full account in Acts chapter 3 and chapter 4 of this account of Peter and John. But let me this morning just read Acts chapter 4, verse 8 to 12. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people. So this is the opening sentence of Peter as he presents his defense before these people. And these people, they are the same people, the same leaders, who in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21, had challenged Jesus about his authority. And now they are challenging the Apostle Peter. Peter goes on. If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel. It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Now listen to what Peter says next. Jesus is the stone the builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Notice how Peter here has also referred to Psalm 118, verse 22 and 23, the one we looked at yesterday. Notice how definite Peter is about this when he says, Jesus is the stone the builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And then he goes on to say, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. So this morning in this short passage, we see the rulers and the elders of the people as they continue to reject the evidence of who Jesus is. And we contrast this with the changed life of Peter, who believes in Jesus as his saviour. I want our thoughts this morning to centre around two things. 
The first one is that sentence we've just looked at. Salvation is found in no one else, but there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Now the second thing I want us to grasp this morning is this. It's from Psalm 118, verse 22 to 23, that was quoted by Jesus and referred to here by Peter on two separate occasions. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this. So this is God who has done this. And it is marvellous in our eyes. And it is a marvellous thing. And then it goes on. The Lord has done it this very day. And that's where Jesus finished when he quoted that psalm. Because he was telling them that he is the Lord and he is there in their presence in that very day. But the psalm goes on just a little bit more. And it says this. Let us rejoice today and be glad. And that's the other bit I want us to take away. So the two things. One, there's no other name by which we can be saved other than by the name of Jesus. And if we have done that, then let us rejoice today and be glad. Let me just pray. Father, we thank you for these short times that we spend. There's so much to take in. But Father, we pray that you'll just... Give us these few points that we can take with us throughout this day and we can think upon these things, meditate upon them and we can take from them the assurance of what we have in Christ, what we have in you and we can also be encouraged by these words. So let us through these times of trouble, times when, yes, many of us are worried and concerned about what the future will bring and we're concerned about loved ones and there are those who are going through terrible times of unemployment and finance. But our Father, we just pray that these things don't make us happy, but we can have in our hearts the, the joy, the only joy that you can give. And our Father, we pray that we might be able to, through these times, rejoice and be glad. Rejoice and be glad in who you are and what you've done. And we can say amen to that. Amen. So, if you've taken Jesus as your Saviour, even in these times of trouble, we can rejoice and we can be glad. And in the words of Paul, when he said to the church that he was writing to at the time, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, rejoice. So, may God continue to encourage us and bless us. And I'll be back again. But in the meantime, stay safe and God's bless. God bless you. Bye now.